I'm Luka Doncic and this is Locked On Mavericks Podcast. This is gonna be huge. 360 in the contract. Never that. I just take the contact. I bring it back. I'm running on the fast break behind the back. Yeah, this that, this that, this that. Jerk with the And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead, lead analyst at Free Dawkins on YouTube, and joining me, as always, my co-host, contributor at Mavs.com, and friend of the hot dog man. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? I got a, I got a stat line for you, and you're going to be blown away because it's comparing Luka Doncic to Larry Bird. So, did you know Luka Doncic, 2018 to present since he's been in the league, he's plus 43 WAP, 9.7 OTG percentage. He's a plus 27 on-off TFS. Oh, I've heard the TFS is important. It's crazy. Compare that to Larry Bird's 1986-88 season. So you're comparing, let's, let's just make this clear. You're comparing Luka Doncic's one season to Larry Bird's two? That's true. 2018 to, <laughs> to present. To Larry Bird's okay, 19. Okay, but how did, his, how did his WAP stand up? I know. Larry Bird was plus 32 WAP during that. 7.8 OTG That's way percentage. less than Luka's. Way less, because Luka was a plus 43 WAP. That's that WAPS. Bird was 7.8 OTG percentage. Lucas was 9.7. That would, and yeah, Bird, Bird, Luca was a plus 27 on-off TFS. Bird was just a plus 23 on-off TFS. And that was during 86 through 88 in those two seasons. Does that just floor you? It floors me because I don't know any of the words that you just said. <laughs> <laughs> so... I tweeted out this totally fake stat tonight comparing the two. And I just want to see, I just, <laughs> because people throw around stats a lot. Mainly our buddy, Andy Bailey, Andy Bailey's a great guy and uh, has a podcast, Hardwood Knox with Dan Favell does bleacher report stuff. He, Andy Bailey did the bleacher report. Uh, was it top 50, top 50, right? Or top 100. That just oh the player rankings yeah yes the player rankings that just pissed everyone off and but he actually had reasoning behind all of them and it even made it to like Colin Coward and like all these different talk shows because he had Kobe rank low different stuff anyway I see Andy's uh, tweets sometimes with these stats and they're just like these super deep stats so I'm like I'm gonna tweet out something and it's totally made up stats that just like looks cool and I just want to see how many people believe it and they have no clue what it is so it's totally made up but right now it's on Twitter by the time you're listening to this it's been on Twitter for a little bit and uh I'm just laughing and see if anybody tweets and uh is like wow this is a crazy stat this is awesome TFS is uh one I came up with it stands for totally fake stat <laughs> <laughs> What about that WAP, though? Yeah, WAP I came up with. That just sounds funny. On the podcast today, we're getting into some big questions for the Mavericks going into the season. Uh, We have answered so many questions on this Uh, podcast, but I think uh, I came up with a couple that we have not even talked about yet. And so I wanted to try and do that to test my mind and my brain to see if there's something we could come up with. Um, 
because of a conversation you had at a practice with Mark Falwell, which is a conversation we have over and over again with people. How do you guys come up with stuff to talk about all the time? <laughs> and so I was like, I want to come up with something we've never talked about. And so I think I came up with a couple questions and hopefully one or two of them we've never talked about. So we'll get into those questions. But before we do that, today's podcast is brought to you by Isaac. Do you know who the number one company in men's below the belt grooming is? Is it Manscaped? The man's not here. The manscaped. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code locked on at manscaped.com. He's not here. The manscaped. He manscaped. Uh, manscaped.com. Promo code locked on. Clean it up, guys. Clean it up. Okay. And then our five star iTunes review questions. We're, we're getting through those. Uh, we have some from September still. That's how many we've gotten. I just can't get through all of them. We try to do one or two a day. And we do five days a week. We've even, we've even done weekend pods. I just can't get through them all. This one is from Cam Goodson 47. He says, Isaac, just imagine in 15, no, no. Pl- in 15 plus years, the Luca KP era of dominance will end. And who better to pass the torch to than Dallas native himself, Max Nowitzki? I don't think that was a question. Also, I was waiting for the question, but that's a cool thought. Yeah, it's I not like it. a question. I wanted to read this one because he said, P.S. Nick, you're taller and beefier than I expected. And I spelled Angstead right the first time. When has he seen you? Okay. Not sure when he's seen me. Cam, sorry, bud. Taller than I mm. than I expected. I get that. Uh, and I spelled Angstead right the first time. I don't know when the first time was because he didn't say it. He didn't <laughs> write it in this review. <laughs> also, beefier person. Should I be upset by this? Should I be... Uh, going to the gym more? Beefier. I don't know what... Hmm. Beefier. Beefier. <laughs> really filling out that shirt I was wearing that day. <laughs> I'm still just st- stuck on how he would have seen you unless he knows what you look like at Disney World. Maybe in a game. for Yeah, maybe he saw me at Disney World. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, and another question we got was from John Thornton Jr. He said, day one Raccoon Squad member here. What up, John? Writing this review the night of the OKC at Dallas preseason game. Ooh. My question, Isaac. <laughs> yes. Did you and Nerlens hit it up at the mall while he was in town today? <laughs> no, because so, so these two was questions, out of hot dogs. We, so these two questions, we have someone following me around and now someone following you around. <laughs> no, he asked if it happened. Because he saw you. He's trying to catch you in the act. <laughs> he's trying to see if you'll confess no uh contrary to what rick carl believes we did not hang out and uh we did not go uh grab hot dogs at at the mall no uh i actually couldn't go to that home game uh was it two nights ago uh i i was yeah recovering from my illness the, the flu game <laughs> pod the flu pod <laughs> that you just dominated it was great <laughs> i love how people like tweeted at me about it it was like yeah the Isaac Sick Pod, Mike. Hey, was it? Pod. Was I that off? Was I that bad? <laughs> so funny. And In Mavs news, the Mavs have waived Eric Holman and Dakota Mathias. I had to look up their names because I couldn't remember the first names. <laughs> Didn't see that one coming. Uh, yeah, so the roster is set. No more moves will be made unless the two ways guys get converted and somebody else gets dropped. Unless there's a surprise move, nothing else is expected to happen with the Mavs roster. Yeah, I mean, you always leave it open. They're they're at 17. You have the 15 spots plus the two two-way guys. So the 17 is what they'll carry into the season. Uh, but 
they can always switch switch out people. You know, when you have um, you have some guys towards the end of that roster on like minimum type deals, and every other team across the league has to be making cuts, and it yeah. always happens every year. There's one or two, three, four, some you know, a small amount of number of cuts. So you're like, whoa, didn't see that one coming. Yeah, like in Detroit right now, they're trying to decide between Christian Wood and Joe Johnson. Like either of those two guys could make it somewhere. Yeah, so yeah, it's one of those things to where you have you have situations in camps where I know we use this a lot, but you go back a few years ago when Salamedri came into camp and he just killed it, and you had a vet like Sam Dallenbear who was on a minimum deal and he got beat out, he got cut like from the camp roster. So you might have a, a vet in a type of situation that got beat out for a spot in training camp, and so you don't want to sit there and say. 100% this is the exact roster that will be there, you know, for the first week or two of the season or opening night because, yeah, somebody could get caught in the next few days and Dallas could be like, man, I really like them. Let's go get them and let's do it now. Or but. they could just go back to good old Devin Harris. He's out there somewhere. Oh, Devin. I miss Devin. He should Come. be an assistant. Coming up, we're going to get to the Mavs' big questions I came up with. Hopefully, something we've never talked about before. Uh, and a question that I know is the greatest question I've ever asked Isaac in the history of Locked On. I don't know any of these questions, so this should be interesting. And you're going to hear it coming up next. All right, Isaac, my first question is about Porzingis. So we've seen Porzingis in the past with the Knicks. He comes out of the gate swinging, and then he fades pretty fast as the season goes on. How do you think that the Mavericks are going to help him avoid the slump at the, towards the end of the year now on this new team? Um, well, I mean, I think load management's going to you know, take place. I, it's, I don't want that to be the cop-out answer with it, but load management's not going to just be him setting out games. I think it's going to be minutes stuff too. And this is not just injury either. We've seen his production. We've seen his production kind of fall off as the season goes on. Yeah, and – it's one of those things too, where it's like he said, he's never played with a guy like Luca before. This is this is Luca's team. This is Luca's franchise. When he was in New York, he was the unicorn. He, I mean, he is still the unicorn, but he was the guy who, like, they were going to turn the franchise over to. No matter if Carmelo stayed and continued playing at a high level, everything was going to be passed on to Porzingis. He was the next guy. He knew that if, even if some people believe, which the you know. He was still better than Carmelo in that first season they played together. Even if people believe that Carmelo was the best player on the team, he knew he was going to be the best player. Luka Doncic is 20 years old. There's a very highly high possibility that that Porzingis will never be the best player on the Mavericks. We've thrown it out there of saying, hey, don't be surprised if it does happen. We've threw it out there, but it's not like there's a good possibility that he won't be because Luka will always be his teammate in Dallas. So, hopefully. And... So that's it. You even saw it the other night when the, the first game they played together. I guess, I guess it was against Detroit. And I was thinking about that. Even from the very beginning, they can't. Luca came down and Luca t- took the first. I, I know it was the first two shots, maybe the first three shots of the game. And I was thinking, I'm like, man, how, how, when was the last time like Porzingis went through that to where his he was when he was playing with Carmelo? Exactly. The, <laughs> the rookie with Carmelo. And I'm like, I wonder how that mind. My, that mindset is now with KP of like, I'm the man I've been, you know, the last time I played, I was the focal point. And now 
I, you know, he loves Luca and their friendship's great and they want to pair together to do stuff special. So back to your question, how can it, he, he can share that, that load with Luca and hopefully instead of the volume and the, and the pressure and the weight that he had in New York, he can share that with Luca and become more efficient in that process. Yeah, that that I think is going to be the biggest thing is playing with Luca, having someone else set you up. I don't think he's he's had a player his entire career. Carmelo obviously doesn't count as this, and the point guards he's played with. I mean, Jarrett Jack may be the best guy that he's ever played with as far as a setup man, and the Luca thing is going to be be massive for him. Uh, the alley oops, just the, the the little things that he's going to be able to. Uh, help him, and then also in that second unit, playing with Brunson and Br- Brunson might be the best point guard he's ever played with. <laughs> like counting That's the Knicks guys, question. if you don't cons- if you don't consider Luca in that, yeah. um, man, that that is just uh, he's he's playing with some good playmakers now, and I think coming back from injury with these guys, I think it's gonna uh, the load management plus playing with Luca and these point guards is gonna help him to hopefully extend that throughout the season. So. Hopefully we see him put together a full season, a full like 20 point per game season would just be awesome and super encouraging for the future because I still think that this team is, we're building for the future for sure. So we want to see a full season of Porzingis this year. Okay. Yeah. Full and yeah, he's still going to set out games and more than 20 points per game for sure. Yeah. I'm I, that's, that's like my baseline. I'd be, I'd be really yeah. encouraged if we saw a 20 point per game with him playing a full season without getting, you know, hurt. Yeah. You know, that's like what I what I hope to see. And then anything else above that, I'm going to be super jazzed about. Uh, that's the only team where you can say I'm I'm feeling this like jazzed is a feeling. Heat, I guess, is a feeling. I'm heated about this. Are there other? I was ones? like, what the crap are you talking about? Are there other team names where you can say that this is a feeling? Maverick is not. Uh, no, I've never really thought this through. <laughs> this is a Zach Lowe question. Magic. Um, that was not one of my questions I came up with. I feel I I'm feeling. I was waiting. I was like, is this? I no, don't no, know no, how to no, react. No, I just popped the greatest question. Okay, ever. here's another question. So the Mavericks have lots of dudes, right? They have lots of guys. True. And you go back to that NBA math thing where they they voted on what category each player fits into, and the Mavericks had a bunch of guys in the depth pieces category. Mm. Do the Mavericks have real depth? Or do they just have too many guys? Interesting question. Because I think some someone tweeted at us and they said, we just have too many guys and we need to trade some of them. And I think that's going to be a thing that's going to come up during the season. Um, yeah, this guy, Maxi Kleba Burner. <laughs> he said, we have too many dudes. Lots of serviceable players that are either taking minutes from each other or not getting any minutes. Would love to package two or three of them for another real starter. That's my question. Do we have? Do the Mavericks have depth, or do they just have too many guys? Well, I think there. I think there's a, a thing of can you be deep but not wide? Can you deep and wide, deep and deep wide, deep and wide? There's a uh, roster flowing deep and wide. Can you be as deep as the Mavericks, but it be the best thing for you? I think that's the question because. You even okay. You look at teams like Golden State. You look at some yeah. of these best teams in the league. Rockets, like, Rockets just su- lost Gerald Green for the whole season, and it just really hurt them really bad. Yeah, but you look. Yeah, you look at some of these best teams. Uh, the with you know two superstars, you know three, you know Warriors. 
when you look at their supporting cast, a lot of times it's it's a super cheap supporting cast. You look at some of these finals teams, they're coming back. They're the ones that's signing these guys on waivers you know, in March after the trade deadline, and somebody's getting bought out, and they're like, all right, they're bringing somebody in, you know, like a DeAndre Jordan type, you know, that's that could get bought out or it's whatever. But previously, we were talking about Freezy. But Wes was a guy like that. Yeah, yeah, like Wes Matthews type of thing. Like, oh, dang, he's going to go to a contender like he went to Indiana at the time. So they're going to get those type of guys. But, like, right now, Dallas isn't – like, right now, if you think about it, if Dallas is in the playoff hunt come the trade deadline, let's just say they're, like, the fourth or fifth seed or whatever, they don't have, like, the space right now to bring in somebody. Like, you're looking at – so I think the person has a point with the contracts. I think the contracts show that we've talked about it before you have the expiring of Courtney Lee you have a bunch of these guys that are the quality role players but they're on the longer term deals Delon Wright Maxie Doran Finney-Smith Seth Curry these are four guys that's on longer term contracts that you call it when somebody gets put on the market somebody a bigger name is out there now I'm not talking about a Bradley Bill or something like that you don't have, you don't have the pieces for a Bradley Bill I'm talking somebody a step down from that and you're like all right if we want to package a couple of these contracts, a couple of these guys, they're younger dudes, but they're on longer term deals and we have an expiring also. So we can go out there and be players in some of these you know, trades. So that's why I still I put down on the board, but I think I said two or more trades. I think Dallas will be active this season. I think they're, they're going to push forward with this duo and say, hey, especially if they start off hot off the gates and they're like, dang, like this chemistry is good already, then we're down to make a few trades this season. Yeah, Kevin O'Connor for The Ringer wrote an article recently about the Mavericks, and he talked to Donnie Nelson. Uh, Donnie Nelson, by the way, if you if you run the Clutch Points app and you uh, <laughs> you listen to this podcast, I don't know how you, that would intersect, but uh, you put Nelly on there instead of Donnie Nelson. Anyway, so he talked to Donnie Nelson, and he mentioned Brunson and Maxi Kleba, and he said he hopes that this is the young core that they can take going forward. And... You know they they sign these guys to these longer term deals, and you just wonder how many of them are they willing to part with. And it goes back to the thing where if you want to make a trade, then you have to give something up. And what are they willing to give up? That's a that's a question that uh, I'm not sure that, that I know the answer to yet. I think okay. Brunson, I think Brunson and Maxi. Here's my here's my question for you. Obviously, they're not trading you know Porzingis or Luca. Who would be the most valuable asset after that? Ooh, this is this goes into my next question. I'm gonna bring this. Up. I'm gonna bring this up. Okay, so the most valuable asset that they that they would be hesitant about if that if another team asked for this player that they would be like, all right, let's talk about a different any other player on the roster. We really want to keep that person. The first round pick when you can trade it. Right, a person, not a freaking pick. I'm just saying. You said asset. That's true. Yeah. I think it's Brunson. I do too. Because he's on that he's he's a good player, he's up and coming player, has potential, and he's on the second he's, he's still in the rookie deal uh and he's on a two in a don't want. He's on a second round pick contract. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sentence. So I I think those factors go in to it. Uh Seth Curry probably is one. He has a valuable, you know, skill that everyone needs that's on a longer term deal that's that's manageable. Dwight broke is, off. Dwight is probably <laughs> Dwight is probably not. Uh, Maxi could be. He's on a longer term deal, and 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 
vets and uh, executives around the league like him. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's one of those things where like, hey, it depends on the name, depends on the deal, yeah. depends on the trade, and maybe we could do a trade pod. We haven't did a trade pod in a long time. I know. Of, I was, I was, I was kind of leaning towards that with this question. I wanted to, to touch, touch trades. the waters and see what we thought about it. Uh, but don't go, get me so, started on trade so trade machine. To go into that question you just posed, here's my third question that I have. Um, outside of Luca and Porzingis, which player would be the most devastating to lose due to injury? So let's say a player is lost to injury for the entire season. Which player is the most devastating outside of Luca and Porzingis? And this question was so hard for me to answer because I started with probably DeLon Wright because they don't have a lot of players that can guard guards. And then I thought, man, Dorian Finney-Smith is pretty valuable because they don't have a lot of guys that can guard wings. Outside of those two guys, you can kind of replace Maxi with Boban and, and Dwight a little bit. So I, it was hard for me to come up with a real, like, definite answer. Yeah, uh, I'm going to go with Seth, actually, mainly because if we're going to have a three-point shootout, I'm probably going to take him over Luka and KP of anybody on the team. And it just comes down to, I think he's going to be in some of these closing lineups. I think it's going to be very evident that we're going to need his shooting on the floor. When you go out and sign a 45% three-point shooter, you need him. You're going to need him to help space the floor. And when you look at the other options on the team around them, Dorian Finney-Smith, kind of streaky at times. Uh, Justin Always. Jackson, looks like it's getting a, a little bit better. Dwight Powell, ha, Maxi, a little bit, you know, streaky. It's kind of the same way as far as his three-point shot. DeLon Wright. Um, Jalen Brunson, good. You know, solid three-point shooter. But Average, like, fine, Seth, yeah. Seth Curry is your main rotation piece that's your best three-point shooter. I think that would be the hardest to replace because if he's out for the season – that takes your your lone like sniper out of you know yeah. off the wing uh, from Luke and KP. But I mean, I could hear my biggest argument is like Delon Wright's a better defender than Jalen Brunson, but can Jalen give you eighty percent of the de- that defense? Seventy five percent. Yeah, all the offense and then you know some of the defense. I guess that he could give you. Yeah, I think you can make an argument for Brunson because of Brunson's playmaking. Because it, it kind of goes all the way back to last year when you know if Luca's not on the floor, then you almost have to have JJ Barea on the floor. Yeah, they and when JJ Barea. went down, yeah, well, yeah, and when JJ went down, it was very evident. Like, dang, we don't have anybody else yeah. that can that can create on their own. So you can make arguments for each one of those guys, really. Yeah, it's it's interesting to think about which player would be the most devastating to lose. Uh, players we didn't mention, Boban, Dwight, uh, Justin Jackson, Tim Hardaway Jr. Mm. You know, all feel yeah. feel replaceable. But, yeah, it's interesting that those specialist guys are the ones that the Mavericks really need because they have guys that can do a lot of things, but they need the specialists to do the things that they specialize in, for sure. Yeah, I think I think another question when we're talking about, like, just future roster building, if they do go the route of pairing a couple contracts, is what would be your preferred position – that you would try to pair the contracts to go get, you know, would you want to pair a couple guys to go get a big man or, you know, would that be a priority over a wing or another point guard or whatever that is, you know, that's, 
I'm curious on what that route would be or if you even have a preference or you just wait to see what name comes up. Yeah, that'd be interesting. It's a it's a big conversation. <laughs> I think that it's something that would take maybe a whole podcast. We've talked about which which player would fit best next to Luka Borzingis. And I think maybe this season is a test case to figure out what type of player that is because they weren't able to add a player this summer. So I think this season is maybe a test to figure out, okay, we're going to be able to see Luca and Porzingis play together. What are the glaring weaknesses? Uh, we've, we've seen in the past, we in the first five or six games, we've seen Mavs, Mavs teams, glaring weaknesses, rebounding, free throw shooting, three point shooting. <laughs> we, we just see it right away. And I think that this season is going to be a big testament to that. And they'll be able to move into this summer with a draft pick to be able to trade in order to acquire a player like that. And so I think that they're they're using this as a, as a test case in order to figure out what that is. Coming up, a, the best question, the greatest question I've ever asked on this podcast throughout the entire history, almost three years of doing this podcast, the greatest question I've ever come up with. Coming up after this. All right, Isaac. In that Kevin O'Connor article, he wrote about Lucas conditioning, which is a topic that everyone's talking about. Mm. He says, better mechanics should help too. So should improved conditioning. This summer, Luca got a dietitian and a chef. And according to Mark Cuban, quote, his girlfriend was on him about it. Doncic has more muscle definition now. Cutting pasta from his diet every day seemed to have helped. <laughs> In the same way, Doncic's presence take uh, pressure off KP, blah, blah, blah. Okay, so in that very small quote, his girlfriend was on him about it. Dirk Nowitzki had a trainer that was there with him the entire way. Guy that was pushing him to be the best that he could possibly be. Is Luca's girlfriend, Anna Maria, the new Holger? I'll hang up and listen. <laughs> I've been thinking this whole time that this question's a serious question. Is she she's the one she's been there? The one thing we've been talking about with Luca, the one thing he needs to do is his conditioning. And she's the key to the She Maverick is the key success. to his conditioning. She has been on him about it. Got him a dietitian and a chef. I'm sure she was integral in bringing on both those people. Is she the key she, to the Mavericks' future? Because without Lucas' conditioning, he doesn't make it through the whole season. He doesn't make it to the playoffs. He you know, gets sluggish. His three-point percentage dips. His free throw percentage dips. All of it is hinging on his conditioning, and she is there pushing him to be the best that he can be. Does she want... Is she pushing him because she wants the Mavericks to succeed? Or is she pushing him because she wants him to look better? Did Holger push Dirk because he wanted him to succeed? Or because he wanted to to make a life for himself and get out of where he was? I mean, hey, you can't wear that jacket to a game every single time and not, you know. <laughs> Anna Maria is the new Holger. I like it. I, I just, I just need. She needs to be celebrated because this was a very small quote that I had not seen before, and I think that she needs to be uh, given the credit that she deserves. I just love them as a couple. Like, can we just stand? They've them been together as a couple forever. Right? I, I love that. Like my wife, like my wife loves that. That just seeing couples that's been together forever, and I don't know, they're like super. 
I don't know when they got together. I think it was as middle schoolers or something. I don't know the exact details of when they got together, but uh, they just seem like a, a really cool couple and they're cool to follow on Instagram and yeah, they've been together forever and stuff. So but you didn't answer my question. Is Anna Maria the new Holger? I don't know. I don't know. How, I don't know that exact parallel. <laughs> She's the one by his side, help pushing him to become the best he can be. That's what Holger was. Are you are you picturing her like out in the driveway saying another lap? No, 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 because it's not about the driveway for Luca. He's always been as he's he's not Dirk where he's he needs the technical time like fine tuning of his jump shot. He's the yeah. free flowing, go with the flow on a boat kind of guy, and he needs that fine tuning. He needs that push, that extra motivation in the kitchen. So and she has been helping so him pictu- in that, that okay. situation. So you're picturing like Luca sitting on the couch watching some Real Madrid, yeah, uh, maybe watching yep. some volleyball, playing Chapter and Two he, of Fortnite. He just he With just Hugo. warmed up a he just warmed up a a, a bowl of fettuccine Alfredo. Yeah. He sets yeah. down the couch exactly. and here she comes walking in. Snatches she picks it. up Hugo Snatches and just it. picks up the bowl and yep. drops salad down. Yeah, says. You know what Rick said. Big ass salad. Romaine lettuce. Put some spinach in there. A couple cranberries, maybe. She's like, don't make me call Casey. Yep. I'll call Casey yep. right now. Yep. Um Luca, you know. Luca, you know. Whatever their dietitian. What do you think the dietitian's name is? Javier? Hector? <laughs> George? Steve. Bartholomew? I don't know. I should. I should know their dietitian. I should. Ask, I'll ask around. I think it says he got a dietitian, so I think it's like a personal one. Oh, oh no, I have no clue. And a chef, Remy. Yeah, a lot Remy, of have Remy chef. the chef, like on the Pixar movie. <laughs> so yes, that's that's the that's the new thing. Anna Maria is the new Holger. I'm I'm pushing for this. You heard it here first. If anyone starts pushing this, this this you came from the Lockdown Mavericks podcast. She's the new Holger. She's the new Holger. Okay, I got two more questions. All right, let's do it. Which team in the Western Conference are you most threatened by for a playoff spot? Feels like the top seven teams are kind of set. Are you giving me options or the Pelicans, the Spurs, or the Kings? Uh, Spurs. The Spurs were in the playoffs last year. Yeah. They have an aging Lamarcus Aldridge. They have a DeMar DeRozan that is still doing his own thing. They have a bunch of guards. They're gonna do, you know, things and take minutes away from each other. Uh, DeJounte Murray may be coming back and uh, that could maybe affect them if he if they have to try and develop him a little bit more because the offensive game isn't that great uh, so they may sacrifice some wins to be able to uh, push for their future you have the Kings who uh, were really frisky last year and who added some depth and then you have the Pelicans obviously that added all the depth for yeah. sure for sure the Spurs yeah uh, yes, take taking the Spurs and that just pop and their vets. I think everybody just jumped on the Pelicans train so fast. And okay, let's say that Lamarcus Aldridge and Demar Derozan go down with season-ending injuries. Who oh between gosh. the Pelicans and the Kings? Yeah, I just I just killed them off. The Pelicans <laughs> and the Kings. Which one do you feel more threatened by to take the playoff spot for the Mavericks? Pelicans over the Kings. Yeah, I think I don't. Uh, Pelicans haven't done anything I, yet. The Kings were I could actually. Be, like, I could be wrong, but I feel like the Kings go down instead of up. Full season with your boy Harrison Barnes. 
I do like De'Aaron Fox a lot. I, it's like I like and I love Buddy Hield, but I don't know. I, I, I love could, Buddy Hield, yeah. whatever age he is. <laughs> okay, my last question. We'll do it quick. Which players do you think could make a leap like Denver's role players last year? The real thing with Denver is not that Jokic became such a great player that Jamal Murray made a leap last year. It was that they had three players that were basically, you know, end of the bench players for them last year. And Torrey Craig, Malik Beasley, Monte Morris. You can even throw Wancho Hernan Gomez in there. Uh, I think Monte Morris and Torrey Craig are both two-way players the season before last. And they became these super sub rotational players that were actually solid for them. The both Ma- shot over 40% from three. About yes. Them. The Mavericks need a couple of these guys to become like that. Mm-hmm. Pick pick two two guys to make a leap like that from the Mavericks. Brunson, Justin Jackson, Maxie. Uh, you can even throw Josh Reeves in there. Dorian Finney-Smith, Antonius Cleveland. Maybe Tim Hardaway Jr., but he's kind of, he's got that contract. So he's not like on, he's not like a fringe, like Ed you know, end of the bench guy. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm gonna go with Brunson and Seth Curry. Seth Curry's he's he's already established himself. We're are, okay. we're talking Brunson like and, we're talking like fringe guys. Okay, Brunson and Finney Smith. Brunson and Finney Smith, interesting. Over Jackson, over Maxi. Yeah, yeah. I just think I think this is the year Finney Smith his three point percentage becomes not like forty percent, but I think it's. Um, 35. Yeah. Decent enough to where it, it's not a, you know, something that you're just 35 is average. Wor- worried about all the time. So yeah, I, if I had to pick, I think Brunson and Finney Smith. Sure. There you go. Yeah. I think I would pick Brunson and Maxi. Uh, Brunson may be a little too good for this question, but uh, I think that those two guys could take that leap and, and help that bench become, cause we've only seen Maxi as a starter right now. If we see Maxi coming off the bench, I think I just want to see what Maxi's role is. That yeah. I'm so curious on that because is he going to play next to Boban all the time? Like what? What are they going to do with him? Yeah, and if Dorian is the four, if Dorian is a yeah. four, like what? What's going to happen? Yeah, I'm just curious because if Dwight's starting, he's going to get his minutes, and how are they going to juggle off the bench, especially if Porzingis is getting time with the second unit too? How are they going to juggle Dorian? Even Justin Jackson, Maxi, do we have depth or too many guys? That was that's, that was the first question. Exactly, and it goes all the way back to what we said the other day. One of those first regular season games, if they drop one, and one of these guys like Maxi or Dorian or Justin Jackson, one of those guys gets a DMPCD, and they lose, the fans are going to be crying. Why didn't they play? I'm just I I can't wait for that moment. Yep. There you go. That's six questions I don't think I've ever asked on this podcast. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed it, got something out of it. We'll be back tomorrow. The Mavericks play on Thursday. And so we'll be back with a Vancouver. Uh, we've got a couple oh, tweets yeah, from in, some people that's going to be on the ground. We've got the the Lockdown Reporters. If you're ever at a, a Mavericks event, a game or anything, the open practice, the, you know, Anything like that. Uh, any away game, any home yeah. game, you are locked on Mavs reporters. Yes. Okay. We have sanctioned you to be a locked on reporter at locked on Mavs, at Nick Van Exit, at Isaac L. Harris, and we will quote tweet it and we will claim you as our reporters. It's just part yeah. of part of how we hope to engage with all of you and uh, hope that you feel part of this because you really are. Uh, we wouldn't keep doing this and we wouldn't have done five shows every week except for the hurricane week <laughs> this summer without. Um, 
without you guys. So we, we appreciate everybody and hope that you feel part of this, this whole thing. The Raccoon Squad represent. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Mavs. Peace out. <laughs> Boom. <laughs>